step back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things, they were not for sale. And what was sacred had not yet been forgotten. Now, yeah, now I can hear me. Hi, everybody. You are listening to Otherland Dreams. And sorry, we're having a couple little moments of getting things adjusted. I am Lady Stars and Fire, and I'm here with Mr. Hail Hippie. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <clears throat> You're playing with the sound over there. <laughs> what the or not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and fighting with the video. Uh, no, a, a couple of things have been adjusted. And like mic one is now mic two. Mic two is now mic one. So I'm trying to, you know, reorientate myself until that shit gets redirected and rewired the way it should be. <laughs> right on. I get you. I get you. Well, plus you're over there behind on the boards today. I'm like, because EK is not here. Right. EK's uh doing dad duty, you know, good on him. You know, if your child always takes priority. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, I'm I'm more than happy to step behind the boards and play with my knobs. <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> or, or would but it be are they oh, your knobs? I was about to say, would it be playing with EK's knob? <laughs> I have a hard time even saying it. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. You're playing EK, with another I don't want to play knob. with your knobs. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, we were trying to get a few things adjusted, and now I think we're pretty much all right. <laughs> I mean, for us, for for what we are. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> we're as all right as we're going to be. Tonight- so, I, I'm, I'm curious, and this is for our patreon viewers who oh, watch Lord. the episodes on patreon and get to see the full video where are you you're you seem like you're in a, a a cat habitat there's plenty of places to climb what 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 are we talking about yes we're doing cat medicine cat medicine today okay um it wasn't coming out get the microphone closer okay adjust ah. the arm not the mic I know. I was like, uh, there that you better? Go. that's better. <laughs> but yes, no, today we're talking all about cat medicine, cat totems, cat spirit guide, all of that. And this would be why I have a tree behind me so I can claw away at the tree as a cat. I thought it was so the cats could hang up, uh, climb up and hang out beside you. A little bit of both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I say that because you gotta understand. I have two cats, and that's all they do is scratch everything I own. <laughs> they scratch up the furniture, and and you know, will sharpen their claws that way all the time. So I know that cats hang out in the tree, especially the big cats will hang out in the tree and like pull their food up there too to keep make sure that it's theirs. You know, when they get when they've hunted and they've gotten that kind of kill they bring it up into the tree with them but for me and my little life as far as my two little cats now they just like to destroy my furniture and claw away at everything that they can <laughs> fair enough all righty with that being said i felt cat fit in with the energy that we have going on right now so that's why i wanted to choose it but I feel like the energy could kind of go in the cat medicine-y way and not just, and I don't mean that in any disrespect to the cat or the cat totem when I say not just the cat, but I feel like it goes in all the areas of feline, but we only have an hour show, so I can't do every single animal that's related to the cat, you know, on one show. So right. we can't, so, I mean, we may touch 
base a little bit on throwing some of that information out from those other ones. But I'm also going to go over the cat in general so that I could get after what felines I like. Felines in general. Yes, the feline. And I mean, and that also goes along with maybe depending on, you know, your own spiritual beliefs or your own following and whatnot. Like I say. You're following? So like a group of I cats. I finished speaking. <laughs> you paused. <laughs> I, I realized that my chin was hitting the mic and I was like, well, that's not good. So that's why I paused. But what I mean is like, okay, for me personally, I have a lot of Egyptian energy. And for me, that brings the cat medicine in because in the Egyptian methodical, not myth mythology. There you go. Yeah, And mythology, you know, the cat had such a, high standard. I mean, it was such viewed as such a high standing that, you know, it was so important to the Egyptians. So, I mean, depending on where you go, I mean, and, and your following of what your spiritual beliefs are and stuff, you may find that the cat has a different level of importance past just its normal, you know, or any of the felines past its normal idea of spirit guide and totem medicine is what I'm trying to get at. Well, you know what the uh, the most common reason for having cats around in ancient Egypt was? No, I do not know that part. I do know that it was such a high devoted. Un that I mean, oh, they were seen as guides of the underworld, but that's not what I'm getting at. Why the most common of commoners had cats as well? No, you can figure this out. Come on, they got rid of rats. So they kept things clean. They got rid of rats. Yeah, but what my sick, twisted mind is going is, is sorry to even go there, but my sick, twisted mind is automatically going to the idea of Chinese and Chinese food and that what everybody hears about cat and dog. And I'm like, that can't be where you're really going. Is it? Seriously? No. <laughs> you're like shaking your head yes, though, as you say no. Because <laughs> I'm really surprised you're jumping down a squared plus b squared is not equaling c squared where you're arriving what is the most common reason that egyptians the common egyptian because of peasant, huh? it was a god well they had devote uh, they had their uh they were guardian or not guardians but uh guides to the spirit world but the reason the most common of common peasants or common folk, or whatever they were called in uh, the Egyptian days, kept cats was to get rid of the rats. Just like oh, you people in Europe. Oh, you were leaving it at that. I thought you were yeah. going deeper. <laughs> no. Fun fact number one. That was the most common reason. The Egyptians kept cats for the same reason the Europeans kept cats. And that the Americans and that the uh, Canadians keep cats. Is to get rid of the mice and the rats. <laughs> Well, they like to hunt. <laughs> they like to hunt. And they like hunting rodents. And rodents carry disease. And they eat food. Which is healthy and protective, I mean, for us. And, you know, it was one of those things that was in the uh, fun facts of the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, of uh, cats for, and specifically just mentioning Egyptians. Because everyone, you know, associates caps and, uh, cats and Egyptians the way they're. Like uh, is that bast. Well, right. But, you know, they don't understand that they also kept them for the same flipping reasons everyone else did. <laughs> well, that I mean, they kept them. That makes complete sense. I mean, they it was it was like. Like a twofer, you know, like, well, not every cat was connected to Bast or a guide to the underworld. Some of them were just really good mousers. Right. But I mean, when you look at it from that point of view, I mean, they made good pets, but at the same time, they felt a protective energy because of Bast and the underworld. Just like a, like a, like I said, a twofer. You got a little bit of two, two good things in one, one situation. You know, and at least that's the way I'm looking at it. But for me, I mean, I was in a, in Egyptian mythology, you know, and their horoscope, I was born under Anubis. So I have, 
you know, a very deep connection with the cats and, and, or the felines in general. And plus I'm a Leo. So, I mean, it kind of comes natural. And I mean, so you're just a natural pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wouldn't put it quite like that, but okay. (laughs) So phrasing, (laughs) you said it. (laughs) I was phrasing myself. But yeah, so- I'm an equal to opportunity Fraser. <laughs> you know, I, I will bust my own balls. <laughs> I like that. I'm an equal opportunity Fraser. <laughs> but anyway, like I said, I mean, so for me in general, the cat brings a lot of guidance. That's not necessarily what I'm going to. I can't get in depth so much as to what I'm going to speak about as far as, you know, some of the ideas and the symbolisms that come with the felines in general. I mean, that depends on if they're part of your life and whatnot and how much depth you give to that spirit guide or totem. I'm sorry. I'm just dying laughing over here because I'm talking. He's just devouring this cupcake and looking at it with such joy. And should I which direction do I want to bite it from? <laughs> As I'm talking, I'm looking over there at you, and you're just like, which side is best? Where do I want to start? That's what I'm seeing in your head. <laughs> Can I got eat a cupcake <laughs> in peace? No. <laughs> No. (laughs) Okay. So let me get on to what we're really supposed to be talking about. Leave him alone. (laughs) The cat spirit animal. is dry. Oh, I'm just going to go get some milk. Lord knows you have milk. No. (laughs) I'm just saying you like milk. Anyway. (laughs) I do, but I can destroy a gallon of milk in a day. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right. The scat. The scat. The poop? <laughs> the cat. So the cats are the scat? <laughs> I quit. <laughs> the cat spirit animal, it's fanciful. It's magical and it's very independent. Just like the lion spirit animal. The cat symbolism works in your life by appearing to you when you are in need of self-confidence or reassurance. <laughs> Like I said, like the lion, to help you stand tall and firm. I always say when I'm doing astrology and stuff, the lion stands for the king of the jungle. The cat reminds you to be, you know, stand in that confidence. So like the king of your own kingdom. Whether you're a cat person or not, you should be open to the messages that the spirit animal wants to tell you. You may not receive nine lives, so to speak, but the message that it brings truly changes your life to help you for the better. Now, let me move. When the cat appears in your life, it only means that you will soon be experiencing something sensual, magical, sensual and magical, and that you need to inject your life in curiosity and magic. Oh, Lord. With that being said, <laughs> did you know that there's a uh, a legend about the lion and the domestic house cat? Proceed, please. <laughs> One legend claims that cats were created when a lion on Noah's Ark sneezed and two kittens came out. Huh, where did this come from? I mean, what, what, what? This is a, uh, like a mythology. list. Uh, it doesn't tell me the mythology, and mm-hmm. I did not have the time. Like I said, I I didn't even make it back in time for Shock Monkeys today. Uh, so okay. I've been in Maryland for the past two days working. So I didn't have the, the necessary time because it was a, a surprise trip that I didn't know about. It doesn't give me the mythology. I haven't had the time to research it. But I'm assuming it's some sort of uh, Judeo-Christian mythology, considering it references Noah's Ark. Yeah, I put it in the whole like biblical text and stuff, and the lion is supposed to, you know, have it. So, are domestic cats lion boogers? It sneezed and two kittens came out. Like I said, I'm done with you. (laughs) So now I'm gonna call. I'm gonna be like, come here, booger. (laughs) 
Yeah. The little miniature aspects of the big aspect. <laughs> well, they are little asses. Let's be and fair. they love to shove it in your face. <laughs> well. Oh, come on. If you own a cat, cats will stand in front of you and put their butt up in the air like, here, pet me. And I swear it's like cat butt. Thank, thanks, thanks. My brother. <laughs> And I, I I love him when I say this as much as I'd love to kick him in his balls. Well, that's a brotherly love. Um, he figured out a way to stop that. Okay. The cat that we had growing up was, you know, he was feral when we found him, still in the kitten stage. <clears throat> was out and about because, you know, we don't believe in indoor cats, so we let the cat go in and out. Either somebody hit him with a baseball bat or he got hit by a car. And when he came home after being missing for like three or four days, his jaw was dislocated to the side. Aww. So we had to take him to the vet. They had to re-break his jaw because it had started to set. And they put him on steroids. So Alfred was the what well, we named him because of Alf. Okay. And I think I was in third grade at that point in time, so I wasn't entirely sure what, if it was a boy or a girl. So <laughs> we named him Alf real right. quick. Quickly turned to Alfred once we learned that it was a boy. Goes and gets put on these steroids. So his meow returned, it turned into <laughs> And that was his happy cry. <laughs> oh. 25 plus pounds of st- Dock hard muscle. This cat, literally, I watched him walk into the yard, stand up on his hind legs like a bear, pop down, then walk off. I'm like, what the hell did he just do? And I'll go over there and he just, in that one pounce, he had decapitated a, a copperhead snake. Ooh. With the, It was just walking, 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 and walked off. It was He was that strong and that much of a fierce, fucking feral, fierce wild shit, cat. Yeah. Well, he liked showing his ass. <laughs> and my brother got tired of it one day. And even though he'd been fixed, Alfred raised tail. My brother flicked him right in where the ball should be. Oh. What we heard was, wow. <laughs> it was, he fell straight to the side like a building that just. Like, fell I'm going to take. Never mind. <laughs> no, it was just <laughs> straight over to the side. 25 pounds of cat hitting a concrete patio. Just, oh, God. I felt so bad for him. You know what? He didn't show ass again. <laughs> well, well, okay. I want to say I'm I was. I'm not going to hurt my baby to do that. <laughs> I want to say I was 13 or 14 when this happened. And. I was 22, 23 when uh, Alfred finally, you know, relinquished the mortal coil in all those years. Never again. Well, yeah, I guess I guess he learned from that situation. Alfred did. I, I, would, I don't want to feel that again. I would hope so. <laughs> It'd be the equivalent of somebody my size being kicked in the junk by uh, Shaq. Yeah, exactly. Um, no. <laughs> no, Al. No. I'll be a big bad ass to everybody else, but not to you. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, well. Well, one more real quick here. Okay. Because this one's just, I found it on a random happenstance. What is a group of cats called? I do not know. There's apparently two uh, two names that are acceptable. Either a clouder. Okay. Or a glaring. I can see a glaring when you connect it to like the panther. Now, do you know what a litter of kittens can also be called? No. A Kindle. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty then. I'm going to go read my Kindle. What? (laughs) (laughs) Right? What are you doing to those poor kittens? Uh-huh. I, I just downloaded something to my Kindle. You sick pervert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. That 
that that little, would be your twisted, sick way of thinking, too. <laughs> yeah, that's why that little fact just stuck out with me. It's like, that's got to come up in the show. It's just, a Kindle what? Well, yeah, because, I mean, I didn't, like. So, wait, what? Does that mean a Kindle 5.0 is five kittens? Oh and a Kindle 8.0 is eight kittens? <laughs> like, if we ever hit a Kindle 12.0, I feel so bad for that poor mother. I'm done with you. <laughs> you say that every week, multiple times a week, yet you keep coming back. I love you, deep down. Mm-hmm. I'm That's still also, done with you. <laughs> it's also because you just love the way these little Aquarius mind works. I do. I mean, there. Are, I will not deny. There are moments I'm just looking at you and I'm like, wow. Wow, you exhaust me. And then there's moments where I'm just like, oh, I could just kiss him on his head. Let <laughs> me go on about my business. I mean, so, yeah. You're the exact opposite of me. We've always well, known that, though. Yeah. Name one person in your life who's taught you more than I have. Yeah, nobody. Yeah. All right. Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> if I hadn't spent a night outside of my hammock, I could, but I can't right now. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. All right. Let's get back on subject, though. So, I mean, cats, cats bring a sensual magic to you. They bring curiosity and magic to you. Like I said, I mean, and cats, I think, had a lot to do with, you know, the magic essence and the moon in general, you know, and the understanding of the magical and the unconscious or subconscious energies, you know, of, of the moon. So it brings forth those energies. And like I said, it, it was also studied in the idea with the whole Egyptian thing for magic and whatnot. And I'm sure other cultures also, you know, f felt, you know, a connection with them, but not quite as much, I think, as the Egyptians did. They held them in the higher regards than most other cultures. That is very true. But not, I don't think, like, to the level the Egyptians did. Or at least are known. I don't know. I could. I, I wasn't alive then. I don't know. <laughs> what I just said was no one held them in as such a high regard as the Egyptians did. You see, when you agree with me, I have a problem. I assume automatically just the way that you communicate. I'm like... I automatically go into defense of going, yeah, but it doesn't matter if you're agreeing because my head doesn't hear that. Well, you should just shut up and accept the learning. Yeah, I love you too, dear. Well, <laughs> All right, anyway, so the cat meaning also brings forth desire for freedom. Like the cat. <laughs> like freedom. The freedom. Freedom, no. Independence. Cats are dominant. Did you know there was a cat that's a mayor of a town? Yes, but in order to be dominant, they have to be free to have enough freedom and Four, independence to... 15 years. Was a mayor of a town for 15 years? Yeah, still is. Where the fuck is this? <laughs> Talking, uh, Talkinita, Alaska. His name is Stubbs. They take orders from Stubbs. He's the mayor <laughs> of the town. And how, also, how did that happen? Did I, you get that part? I didn't get that part. <laughs> but I did find out that a cat uh, once ran for mayor of Mexico City in 2013. His name was Morris. So that tells me Morris came down from the United States trying to take over Mexico City. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just looking at him going... How the hell does your head even wander into these subjects? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we're, he knows we're going to be talking about cat medicine and mayor of a town. I'm like, how do you even spread it? Never mind. <laughs> you look for interesting things about cats. You do the cat medicine research. You do the uh, the cat phys uh, physiological research. Then you just, like, uh, fine. Do you know that uh, there are cats that have survived falls from over 32 stories onto concrete? That's 320 meters. That's crazy, but that's one of the reasons why they're said to have nine lives. Yeah, but your spirit guide will not give you nine lives. Your spirit guide can't give you nine lives. Right. That's why I'm, I just stated that. I mean, 
I like that though. Your spirit guide literally cannot give you nine lives if you have a, if you have a cat. It can try to help you find independence to figure out new things and go in new and branch out in new ways. But you also have to be intelligent enough to know when you're going to get yourself injured and hurt because you can't fall that many stories from the ground, I mean, from the roof and be okay like a cat will. <laughs> See, and that's how much I love you because you've learned to take certain cues. Uh, every once in a while, me and you actually are on the same wavelength. It's very few times, but every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> More like 90% of the time. Yeah, I mean, well... We see eye to eye, but when we're doing this show, it's like we're shoving everything we know into a few minutes, and it's like, uh, well, when did you screw that up, more or less? Like I said, we're, we're pretty much best friends, so we're very close. But okay, let me get back on point here. So the cat meaning also brings the desire of freedom. Like the cat who will always find a way to get out of the house when no one is looking. I had a cat one time who broke his back because he, we have the fireplace, you know how you have the, uh, like a, uh, it's not the flu, I don't know what it is, but it might be the flu, um, to clean out the uh, ashes from underneath the fireplace. And it went out and it, it came from the fireplace all the way down and then it came outside. So we would shovel it out from the outside. And our cat managed to sneak out through that hole and broke his back trying to get out. So this is what I'm saying. The cat will always find a way to do what it wants to do. And this speaks to you of your freedom in one form or another. It speaks to you of your desire to roam free and to explore who and what you are without worry about what anybody else thinks of you or the situation. The cat helps you to exp express yourself and come into that freedom of self. The cat symbolism also speaks of flexibility and adaptability. When you see the cat totem, you need to shake up your routines and make new changes and be flexible with your very thinking. Um, don't hesitate to grab opportunities. However, be discerning and responsible about the risks that you take, which is what I was speaking of earlier, and the consequences that you take so that you're not doing something that's going to come back against you. Um, positive traits of the cat spirit animal. Just like the cat totem, you are highly perceptive. This is where I get into the energy is connecting more with like that moon energy. So when you're an empath, sensitive, and you're getting through those empathic energies and you're, the movement, you're picking up on people or the planets as they shift, you're learning how to trust your intuition. The cat is a good totem for you at this point to help you or a spirit animal because it helps you understand your perceptive energy. <laughs> you are very intelligent and observant naturally if the cat is in your life in these ways. But you'd rather sit back in silence and not necessarily voice your opinion because you are taking in all the energy that you are consuming and thinking and realizing what that is. You're observing as the cats do. The cats are known. People say often that, you know, the cat is always sleeping. Rarely. They say the cat is actually asleep. The cat usually is just listening and observing everything that is going on around it and is very aware of everything, even though you think the cat's asleep and not taking part in the uh, in, in your life, in the conversation, in the room. I mean, because it is a cat, but typically they say it's not that the cat's asleep. The cat is just resting and observing everything that's going on, and it understands things on a whole nother level than you do because the cat is also said to walk in both worlds at both times. So it's in two realms. Yeah, cat's vision doesn't include the area beneath their noses. It doesn't. No. You well, know, I think that happens actually on a lot of animals. Uh, that's why if you noticed, cats turn their heads down quite a bit to take a look down because they can't see below their noses. That's interesting. I mean, I, I, as you're saying that, I'm thinking of my cat. So, yeah, no, I, I see where that could be. It's very true. I just never even acknowledged or thought of it before. I love you and your fun facts. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
All right, where I'm trying to figure out where I had left off. This is because you have spent so much time observing people. Like I said, this is speaking about the cat, you know, just observing the energies and whatnot. So in general, when you're connecting with that cat energy, you may not necessarily speak your mind right off the bat because you're observing the people and the world around you. You're picking up the insight and the signals of what the truths are that maybe are not being said, which is, like I said, bringing us back to some of that depth of our empath energy, some of our unconscious depths, which also speaks to the moon energy. And that's how the cat is also connected to the magic. With a cat meaning... With the cat meaning alive and well in you, you are you, you are someone who who's independent and self significant. So you're very able to make decisions for yourself. You're be, very able to sit back and make wise decisions for yourself, and you don't necessarily need to take other people's opinions. And I'm not going to say that you shouldn't listen to other people's opinions, but sometimes it's quite simple. You know what's best for you, right? Um, you know how to make things happen and you are rare. You rarely have <laughs> what the timing was just great. You were talking about, you know how to make things happen. Do you know, in the 1870s, a town in Belgium tried to use cast to deliver mail. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I'm like, how and why? Um, <laughs> <laughs> they attached it using waterproof bags around their necks. How do you think that turned out? They just ran. They didn't want it on them. It failed miserably and was yeah, quickly I mean, canceled. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure people got scratched just for trying to <laughs> attack. Somebody, whoever come up with this idea, apparently was smoking the catnip that the cats were supposed to have. <laughs> you know what, though? I think it's funny, okay? Because, like, cats don't typically like water. Typically. I mean, and I think it's funny, like, if I take a bath or shower, my cat Doodle and my other cat Neptune, they're both going to be, like, sitting on the edge of the water watching me, like, oh, my God, Mommy, are you okay? What have you done wrong? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and are you gonna make it through this? How'd you end up in there? Yeah, exactly. What 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 why are you doing that to yourself? Stupid human. <laughs> but what I think is funny is my cats won't do this, and I wish they would. I mean, I think it's cute. But I've known other people's cats who like will jump in like a clean sink. Mm-hmm. And you just turn, like, the faucet on, and they'll sit there because they like the cold running water. But I think it's funny how they don't want to be in the water, but some of them have gotten to where they'll go for the fresh water. See. <clears throat> Not all cats are against the water. Every cat I've ever had, if it's laying in the sink, it just turn on the water. Motherfucker's out. Exactly. But I've had a couple people that I've known in my life that will specifically, that cat will jump up there because that's the cat's way of going, I want some fresh water. Please turn this on. Hmm. Well, then those motherfuckers need to leave some clean water dishes out for their cats. Assholes. No, I think it's more along the line of, it wants the fresh water. I want the cold water. I want it fresh and I want it right now. Thank you. Do as I say. Like, you know, <laughs> as the saying goes, cats knows Cats knew at one time they were gods and they haven't forgotten that. <laughs> I expect you to do for me now. Okay. <laughs> I, oh, Lord, here we go. <laughs> so, me and my uh, ex-wife had a pair of brother cats named, lovingly, Cheech and Chong. The names fit. Cheech was a Dick, always getting into trouble. Chong was the lover. Uh huh. Cheech one day, when I, I mean, we tried to make them indoor cats for whatever reason. I, I I didn't agree with it, but it we ended up doing it. Cheech was having nothing to do with it, so he kept getting out, kept getting out. Was gone for about eight hours one day. Came home missing a fucking ear. What? Yeah, an entire ear. Gone. I found the ear. Oh no. In a tin can. Ow. 
Ow! Yeah, motherfucker. How? How? Never mind. Motherfucker stuck his head in a tin can, going after some remnants that were in there that he wanted to lap up. And as he pulled out, he sliced off his ear. Well, you know, in, in a sick, twisted way. God's I, my ass. <laughs> all right. I mean, Neptune. It, one, one of my cats. Okay, Neptune. I got at uh uh. Uh, like the pound, okay? I got Neptune at the pound. And originally, whoever had him, they returned him because, okay, he's a tabby cat. So right off the bat, yeah, he's got a lot of energy. I wouldn't be the slightest bit surprised if I came home and he was sitting on the top of the fan of the ceiling. I mean, I really would not be surprised. That's the kind of cat he is. Right. Okay, and so they returned him after only having him for like a month. And he was six months old because of how much energy he had. I mean, first off, he's a kitten. Then he's a tabby. I mean, you should have been taking him home in the first place. So you have to be prepared. Unless you can handle that. But that's what I'm saying. If you know that that's not something that you're up for, you shouldn't be adopting a tabby. Um, or one of the kind of cats that are even more intense. Mm-hmm. What are they, Bengals or something I heard? Bangles? I think there's a cat caught a, a, a bangle or something. I may, but I can't. He's gonna look it up. But um, I can't. Like a tiger, a Bengal tiger. It, it will, but it's not. I would a not tiger. suggest getting a Bengal tiger. No, they're a little cat, but they do look like a tiger. You're but talking they're like about miniatures. A, you're talking about a savannah cat. Okay, okay, but I think they have other names too. No, there's actually one that's uh, one of the largest, quote unquote, domestic breeds of cats. They're like twenty thousand dollars a piece right now. But they're bred with, um, I can't remember, yeah, I can't remember the exact name of what species of wild cat that they're actually bred with, but they call them savannah kitties, or savannah cats, and they're fucking humongous as far as house cats go. Yeah, but the, what Very I'm talking wild. about is only like, you know, like your average cat size. I mean, and I don't mean like a fat cat. I mean, they're skinny and like... But they're crazy. They climb up everything. They'll climb up the wall. They'll climb up the curtains. I can't remember what kind of cat it is. But anyway, my mm. point is, is you shouldn't be adopting something that's that energetic if you know you are not able to keep up with it. So, I mean, they returned this poor cat. And when I and the night before I went to go get the cat, basically, I, I didn't know what I was going to adopt. I was just going to go get a cat. Mm-hmm. And as I was... Deciding where we're going to go the night before Neptune came to me in a vision. So as soon as I got there and I saw him, I knew exactly who I was supposed to take home. Yeah, so the witch gets a black cat. That's a surprise. No, he was a yellow cat. Neptune is feral. I mean, Neptune was the one that I got from the uh, 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 well, you pound. Said, you said Neptune. Neptune is the one I got from the fa- from the pound. And he's black. Pharaoh. I mean, Doodle was the pharaoh. Doodle's black. Neptune's yellow. Well, then I don't know your cats because every time you... You do. It's just you're getting them, their names mixed up. You're getting them backwards. Every time you uh, mentioned Neptune, it was the black one. Well, well, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that happened, but no. But anyway, Neptune is like super crazy. And I expect to put it this way. I was called home today in the middle of the day to come get the cat. <laughs> Because we we, get, we let them sit outside on the uh, balcony all the time. And Neptune, I've literally had to make a collar and a leash for, you know, to keep him. Mm-hmm. And he knows <clears throat> how to get himself out of it, and, and which is good in that sense. So he cannot harm himself. He can't literally hang himself because he has gone and dive-bombed off the balcony and... Would have been hanging if he couldn't manage to get himself out of it. But, I mean, I get the phone call, you need to come home and find the cat. He got out, you know. And this is because he maneuvered himself out of his leash. You know, so <laughs> I'm not the slightest bit surprised when it comes to Neptune. But, no, Doodle was a feral. And I think it's funny because Doodle's the one I don't have to put on a leash because Doodle has no intention of leaving. He's like, no, I remember what that shit was like. <laughs> nope, nope, I remember what that shit was like. And I have a nice home and you feed me everything I want. And nope, not going to go past here. Uh-uh, 
So Fuck pretty much. that noise. All right. But let me hit a little bit of this other information so we can get on with what we're supposed to do for the night. So some of the other symbolisms that go with the feline or your cat is patience. Waiting for the right moment to act is what they will be teaching you. They will speak to you of independence, yet enjoying your social connections. Social, I mean... Your social connections while you have independence. Spirit of adventure and courage to back you up to do what you want to do. The cat will speak to you of being of deep, relaxed connection and truth with self. It also will speak to you of healing from the inside out curiosity and exploration of the unknown and the unconscious. Like I said, it has a very deep connection with magic and with the moon. But since we're running out of time, let me head over here and I'll go over a couple different uh, information on a bunch of the big cats before just like read down some of their information and then we'll switch over to Solarheim. Hammerheim. I can never say this right. Uh, you know what? We're just moving into space weather. At this point. Okay. No problem. I'll post this stuff on, on our Facebook channel. <coughs> our Facebook channel, you know what I mean. Our Facebook page? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, Solar Ham, uh, I don't know what's going on with the guy, but he's fallen behind, which, you know, I've been following him for many, many years. It's the first time, so I'm just going to move away and just call the segment, you know, Space Weather. That works. Do whatever you got to do. I understand. Do you want me to still go over this right now? Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't sure if you were saying you needed more time. No, 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 no. Okay. So one of the ones that come to me, especially with when we get into, you know, the idea of the felines and the cats, and since it has so much to do with magic, the unconsciousness, and the moon is definitely the Black Panther. And it is a rare gem. It is filled with mystery. The panther represents stealth, strength, and awareness. Its eyes are piercing as if it is looking right through your soul. That is Doodle. (laughs) I would say, I always say my cat Doodle. I'm like, I think you are part panther and part crow. (laughs) Anyway, so um, their eyes definitely, it's like they're seeing through you and looking right through you and into your soul. The panther tells you to look at your fears and face them head on. To face to face them head on and to bring assertiveness to the very fact that you are facing those fears and not to be worried about aggressiveness, to just go for it. Um, the panther teaches self significance and development of faith of one's very ability. The Jaguar um, brings to you seeing of the roads of chaos, understanding your patterns of chaos, moving without fear through your own personal darkness, facilitating soul work, empowering one's self, Moving into the unknown and unknown places as well. It speaks to you of shape-shifting and of psychic sight. Which then brings me to the lynx and to the bobcat because I relate those two very closely together. We have gone over this one before, so I'm just going to, like I said, hit very few pieces of it. The bobcat and the lynx speaks to you of solitary treatment within your own self. Mm-hmm. Solitary just in general. Um, silence and the secrets of the knowledge that you will get from that. The tiger speaks to you of... It could remind you of your own personal power and your ability to overcome those obstacles you believe stand in your way. Seeing this spirit animal means that you are starting to overcome your fears and you are learning how to deal with that strong emotions and work your way through them by honestly acknowledging what you have felt and working through that treatment. It speaks to you of willpower, personal strength, and courage. Then we have the lion, which speaks to you of leadership, Confidence, nobility, 
courage, power, and grace. The lion stands for wisdom as well, uh, anger, and self-control. It speaks to you of learning and understanding, independence, confidence, creativity, and rolling with those difficult changes. In a dream, it may also be speaking to you of working through your feelings and pointing out what you find threatening to you so that you can not have it be something that is fearful for you anymore. Hmm. And with that, I think we're pretty much done on that. Well, I want to give you one last fun cat fact. Okay. Do you know the oldest cat video on YouTube dates back to 1894? No. And you just gave me a fact of something I want to look up, but go ahead. Yeah. As in the data was uh, recorded, not the data that actually went online. Okay. Because YouTube didn't exist in 1894. Yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> no, well, I'm sorry. When you were saying that, I didn't mean to go short. I can't remember what the freaking cat's name is. I'm going to have to look it up while you're talking real fast. Well, it's called the 1984 Boxing Cats. Is the oldest cat video on YouTube. I'm going to have to look it up. What's it about? I mean, are they, you're saying boxing cats. Are they just cats fighting? that are boxing, yes. <laughs> boxing. I'm sorry. I just see him like in gloves boxing. <laughs> well, it's it's pretty entertaining. All right. Uh, oh, the other one was Tala. No, is it is it that Talawanda? No, no, that's not it. <clears throat> Shit. Now I'm gonna have to look it up and I'll post it on our Facebook page because there was another. And you could probably look it up real fast. There was another uh, cat that was a lion and. He was uh he 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 was considered literally the king of the jungle uh for a while in Africa because he was known to be the killer. Like he was killing the hunters that were coming in. And hmm. I can't remember his name. Like the one that will end all, like I will end this bullshit. Let me just tell you and I can't remember what it was. I meant to pull that out of my uh stuff. Because that came up in a psychic reading, not that I was doing, that I was listening for somebody else. And I thought it was funny because it was coming into like the Leo reading being lions. But I'm seeing if you could pull it up or not. Yeah, uh, give me a minute. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I'll do that while you're in uh, astrology. astrology. Okay. All right. So as far as our space weather goes, uh, our geomagnetic storm forecast, two solar wind streams are approaching Earth. The first will arrive uh Today, or slash tomorrow, <coughs> excuse me, followed by the second on September 1st and 2nd. G1-class geomagnetic storms are possible on uh, both sets of dates, especially September 1st and 2nd when the second blow completes the uh, double whammy of the solar winds. High-latitude sky watchers should be alert for auroras. Aurora alert, uh, if you want uh, aurora alerts, you can set up for SMS text alerts. Uh, if you go to spaceweather.com, they get a link for that. And there's a link talking about why sunsets are turning purple, where they think it might have something to do with the uh, the number of volcanoes that have been erupted this year, but there's no scientific proof. So, yeah, fuck that bullshit. <laughs> and other than that, there's not much more to talk about. Was you saying anything about the solar storms? I've been hearing solar storms a lot. And I didn't listen to what you just said because I found what I was looking for. I just talked about the geomagnetic storm forecast. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that's what I figured you were speaking. And I'm sorry that I wasn't listening. <laughs> but I was like, wait a minute. I just found it. So I was like, I've got to throw it at you so you can look it up. All right. So he who greets with fire. He who greets with fire. Not. I can't even say that. N-T-W-A-D. I've got you. Okay. And then I'll hit the astrology. Um, yeah, but I'm sorry. While you were talking, I was like, wait a minute. I see it. <laughs> so, sorry. I did get sidetracked. All right. While well, he's looking that up so he can go over it with you really fast as we end the show. 
In astrology this week, from August 27th to September 3rd, all eyes pretty much are on Virgo. As everything starts to move out of Leo, Leo season comes to the end, and Virgo season starts to begin. Mercury is moving into Virgo on the 29th, and you have a new moon that sets new beginnings, new goals, new directions, new desires on the 30th. So everybody at that point is going to have moved into um, Virgo come the 30th, pretty much, except for Mars, which isn't going to actually move until October. And the big thing right now is, is I was saying until September 7th, you are going to have Othala in the astrology. It is not typically an aspect that we speak about, but Spirit is pointing it out to me. Othala is all over this energy. And Othala speaks to us of sacred space, finding our sacred space and expressing it and coming to know it on a different level. However, most of that is going to be being triggered by the energies that are going into Virgo. Virgo is that universal um, sixth house, which is speaking to you of your everyday daily tasks, your modern, modern, mundane tasks, and it's your daily routines, more or less. Mundane. Yeah, sorry. My mouth ain't working, but that's nothing unusual because you've been listening to us this long, so <laughs> you should already know that. So... Your daily routines are being questioned on if they are supporting your 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 sacral space, not sacral space. That's just sacral chakra, but is what I am speaking of is still coming into that energy. Is it is it representing your sacred space? And this is your daily routines. Is it supporting you or not? You have Yura or Jura? Every fucking Yura. Time. Yura, um, who has moved in here, you have um, Venus, who's moved in here, you have the sun that will be moving in this week, and Mercury that will be moving in this week. Like I said, you're entering Virgo season, so this is your daily task, your routines. Is it healthy for you? What are you digesting? And when I say digesting, I'm talking from more of a shamanic standpoint than actual food. I do mean it from diet and health, but I also mean diet and health on a soulful way. What are you, I mean, the way that it's put to me to explain for the most part, when we think of digestion of our life and our routines of our life, you inhale the environment you are part of. You are sucking in the energy of what you are part of every single day. So what are you feeding your daily life? What are you feeding your routine outside of the food and actual physical health? Are you feeding it with energy that supports you and finding your sacred space, your true self, your depth? Is those routines supporting you or not? And are the people that are in those routines supporting you or not? Because that's part of this whole energy that's going on until September 7th with that sacred space. But the thing is, this energy in Virgo is not getting along with the universal 12th house of Pisces. And that's because... It's not getting along with the universal 12th house of Pisces, and it's not getting along with Jupiter or Ceres in the universal ninth house. So this is the higher self, the higher abundance, the karmic energy of that higher self, and the nurturing or neglect of that, of that higher self, of actually tapping into it, speaking to your universal 12th house of healing, of what, of your, what is your secrets, your sorrows, your shame, and your blame that you still have, like the skeletons in the closet. And what's going on for many people out there is they're starting to find, they wish to have their life one way. They wish to they wish for their assertiveness, their self-image, their self-view, and their identification in life to be, this is who I am, and this is who they're trying to be. But deep down on the inside, it's like a hypocrite. While I want this, and I want the world to see this, I'm still acknowledging, and I still have the old ideas of something else. So while I want to be one thing, I also want to be the other. But I don't want the other to be seen, because it's still in my closet, and it's it's my secrets that I'm ashamed of, I'm afraid of, and I haven't quite made healing. And your higher self is saying, would you make a balance? Because you are both. So this is you going 
from your inner world, inner world to your outer world and being a little bit of a hypocrite on yourself and telling you to stop doing that because this is how you find your sacred space. This is how you find who you are and it allows you to move forward in healthy ways by acknowledging where you're over abusing yourself for one. And that's going to be there all the way until, um, <laughs> until, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> the 7th of September is going to be a part that you're going to be feeling because that's a T-square taking place in that energy. <clears throat> but you have the universal second house in Taurus, which is now independence, which is independence, individuality, uniqueness, freedom, self-worth, self-value, self-esteem, which happens to be Uranus in Taurus, happens to be in retrograde. And it is getting along great with these routines. It's trying to help you make the changes you want, support the the bull inside of you to make, you know, to charge after what it is you wish to really, you really wish to make changes on supporting that independence, that, that independence, that freedom, that energetic self coming up into a higher level of truth that gives you value, that helps you find value in your life. Self-esteem, all of this energy is saying, well, if this routine in my life doesn't support me, then we need to change these things. And it is being backed up by that bull energy right now because it's helping you figure out what you need to do to create heaven on earth for yourself and make those proper changes. So that is a very positive thing that is, ha is happening all week long. It is also going straight up to Capricorn with a positive energy of Saturn and that South Node and Pluto. And this is saying to make those changes, change those rules, those walls, those boundaries, shift and remaneuver how they fit into your life. So you're, you know, remaneuvering in a form, your routines, you're shifting and replacing those proper rules, walls, and boundaries so that the reincarnation of bringing the true self forward can start to find a new direction. But in order for that new direction to be found, we have to take it from hoping, wishing, and passionate desire that we were feeling while all this energy was in Leo. And now it's come out of the passion and the fire and we've given it to Virgo. So the Virgo energy is trying to detail orient it and trying to ground it into a new stable routine so that it can actually be created. So this is a very positive energy. The problem is some of us are very stuck in our ways of what these rules, walls, and boundaries are, and that we've gotten very comfortable with the way we work with the outer community. And we think by keeping our old routines in the way of how we deal with that old, with that outer community is serving us when we're finding out that it's not really anymore because it's it's from old past stale ideas that no longer help you to to grow it's 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 become stagnant and if you don't change the way you set those rules those walls and those boundaries with your peers with your working environment with you know the outer community of the authority within your life if you're not shifting them to work for you you're going to start finding they're going to start working against you and it is a positive energy if you have the courage to stand in that because it goes directly across and it is not getting along with the North Node. And the North Node is speaking to you about what you need to know in order to move forward. So where are you uncomfortable with making changes because you've gotten comfortable within those routines of being uncomfortable? It's no longer uncomfortable because you think it has to be that way. It's become such a habit, you've forgotten that you have the opportunity to be intelligent and experience new. So this is all about finding a reincarnation in the outer community by exploring the true depths of who you are, which will allow you to nurture your inner emotional security. But in order for you to do that, you have to realize the changes have to take place in the tangible outer, outer world, your physical reality, 
of the authority in your life and making those changes, but you're learning these lessons from the desire of your inner emotional security. So there is a little bit of a tip for tat there, a little bit of, you know, I want this, but then I'm going to say that this is who I am. But then when it comes time to actually, it's like saying I'm a light worker, but when it comes time to do the light worker job, will you? Will you actually step up to the plate and do the job and become that warrior? Or are you all talk? And this is kind of the question that you're getting asked this week. Are you being asked to truly walk your walk or are you all talk? And that's really what you're going to be acknowledging as you come into this new moon energy. Because if you want to see new beginnings, new reincarnation, new birth in your life, it's all about backing up the shit you talk and not just talking shit in the long run. But that's pretty much what I have for you for astrology. How are you doing over there? Do I need to go into more? Because I really can. I just know that we're looking at a time frame. But I ain't answering, so let me see what else I have. <laughs> okay, so um, you also have Chiron, which is in Aries, and you have Medusa, which is Eris, like I said, which is in Aries. And this is in that very beginning house, that universal first house. They are definitely having conversations, even if you are not acknowledging it, especially Eris and Uranus. They are very close to each other, which is asking you, have you gotten so comfortable with the pain and the life that you live? Like I said, starting to walk your real walk or talk your talk. Are you starting to acknowledge where the healings have to be made and versus I believe this is the way it has to be. This is the way it's always been because this is saying if you don't make the healing now and start making these changes, then you're going to have problems in the future actually having the truth in your own belief system to do so because Medusa is all about you know, um, injustice and where you haven't been able to get past trouble, toil and strife. So it's the universal world pushing back on you saying that this is what's going to happen. And are you going to let them win? More or less, that's a major conversation that's going to be happening for the whole next year. Are you going to let the world around you tell you how the world should be? Are you going to start being the light worker and telling the world how? No. It's going to start being this way now. It's that simple. What do you got? Oh, you mean uh, in toi de Mela? Yes, thank you. <laughs> Translation, he who greets with fire. I love that, but I couldn't, I couldn't say that. Also known as the hyena killer. I knew it was something like that. It was a lion that him and his brother ruled a pride for several years until he was ousted. Uh, the brothers were ousted by younger males, yada, yada, yada. Such is the life of lions. But he was the smaller of the two, yet he was the most ferocious. And when he decided to kill something, it died. Yeah, he was like, "I'm, you're done. Yeah, it this lion had 36 documented hyena kills. And, you know, everybody, anybody who knows anything about life in the savannah knows that lions and hyenas have an ongoing war. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's I thought, de Mela. I thought that, it was amazing that a lion managed to get his name known worldwide on, like, Google. And stuff simply for doing what he does. Well, it's not just because he did what he does, but it's just he, his tenacity. Because yes. he was known for taking out, uh, it's not buffalo this now and there. There was another large prey animal similar to cow or buffalo down there. And I can't think of what the name of it is off the top of my head. But this lion attacked elephants and took them down. What I was getting at when I remembered what he was saying when 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 He's Hill Hippie, he didn't say anything. No, I'm saying when Hill Hippie was saying what he was saying, when this name came into my head and I knew who I was talking about, and we've been talking about feline medicine, 
what was coming into my head, but I can't pronounce the name and I couldn't remember it completely, was this lion. Because what I'm saying is, not not to go out and be a killer, but... <laughs> no. Not to go out and be a killer, but my point is, is go after your life and be the ruler of your life in that level. Don't allow the world to tell you what has to happen. With, Show that you have the courage to be. Go here. after your dreams with the same level of tenacity is Antoine de Mela. Yes. And that's what I thought I was the best way of leaving the show with today. There you go. Much love to everybody, guys. May all your journeys be safe ones. Bye-bye. <laughs>